0: Welcome to the Equip Creatives podcast. I'm Julia with Julia Kathleen Photography. And I'm Tony with Tony Marie Photography. If you're new here, welcome. This is our second episode of the new year and we're so excited to have you here. And just a reminder, we have a couple tickets left for our content day coming up. So be sure to go over to at Equip Creatives on Instagram to learn all about that. All right, so let's dive right into episode number 11, which is back to the basics. And today we're gonna be talking all about how to start a business, what we wish we knew in the beginning, and everything that we've learned along the way. You're listening to the Equipped Creatives Podcast with Tony from Tony Marie Photography and Julia from Julia Kathleen Photography. Two girls from opposite coasts who started their photography passions in high school have since turned their hobbies into full-time photography and education businesses. Whether you're a photographer, creative entrepreneur, or you simply just want to hang out and talk about life together, you're in the right place. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired, prepared, and most importantly, equipped to take on your creative dreams.
1: Welcome, welcome, guys. We are so excited to be talking to you today on episode 11 about back to the basics with all things business. Like Julie said in the intro, we're going to be talking about just how to start a business, what we wish we knew some of the things that we've just learned along the way, just some life advice in general. We just wanted to do an episode where we shared just some of the things that we've learned along the way because it's been quite a fun and wild ride. And um, yeah, we're just excited to get into it today. So we have quite a bit of notes here that we just wanted to write down some things for you guys that we thought would be just good to share for anybody who is just looking for advice, in their business, whether it's starting it or continuing it or pivoting it, um, whatever it may be. So hopefully, um, you know, our hope with this episode is that you can just find some takeaways here that you can apply to your business and hopefully just leave feeling encouraged and inspired. So, um, the first, first and foremost, uh, the thing that we first want to say is to just start. Um, this is going to be, uh, something that is very scary to do at first. Um, I feel like a lot of times when Julie and I were talking about this, we were just kind of discussing how um, it could be easy to just put off that dream and put it onto the back burner because there's always a million and one excuses that you could tell yourself as to why the timing might not be right for you to start that dream or start that business. But we both agreed, like, if you just wait until it's perfect, it will never happen because it's never the perfect timing. There's never a perfect amount of money that you're going to have to be able to start. And I'm not saying you know you go full time right away and quit right away. Like that might not be your journey or your story. It might not be practical for you. Um, but that's okay. I think the most important thing is just to start to put something out there, whether it's a product or a service, to just start small. And everybody always says like in this industry that if you 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 can you never put out something perfect right away. It's never That's so true. perfected. So you yeah. just have to begin if you want to reach a point where it is successful and you can do this full time because you have to start somewhere. And I know it sounds really simple, but it is so true. And it's kind of a piece of advice that I feel like even Julie and I after mm-hmm. doing this for so long, we still cling to that and find encouragement in that, even with starting Equipped Creatives, which is yes. something that's very new. I mean, photography is something we've done for years and years, but having this education business and a podcast is something totally new to us. And so we you know, just kind of dove head, head first in mm-hmm. as well. And um, so we've heard this advice given to us. It's been very helpful and we definitely live by this and stand by it. So practice um your craft as much as you possibly can and along the way you will perfect it but it will never be perfect from the start and that's okay so yeah. just start that's going to be kind of like our point number 1 to just like starting this episode off like that is the first and foremost most important thing is just to believe in yourself and just begin somewhere
0: I love that so much that's so true i know that's helped me along the way and also with our new business too because Like you said, I feel like you um, see all the benefits later on. It can even take a couple years. So definitely don't be discouraged if that's the case. So the second thing we want to talk about is thinking about your brand and your specific niche. And if you haven't listened to episode six yet, we talk all about how to build your brand and how to connect with your work and clients. So definitely give that episode a listen if you haven't yet. But your brand is so important and just figuring out what your brand is, is going to be the next step when starting a business. But we just want to remind you that your brand is the experience that you give your clients. And this is especially important for photographers. And we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. a little bit more in this episode about um, the overall experience that you give your clients. But um, for right now, I just want to focus a little bit about are a little bit on branding. And just a reminder that branding is you and branding is what's gonna set you apart in this industry from everybody else. And we're gonna be talking today about um, just the fact that we are photographers and we're gonna be you know, giving you um, input based on our experience with that as being photographers. And branding is really what has helped us both and has set us apart in the industry. Um, another thing is just finding your niche is gonna be really helpful as well. And what I mean by that is just focusing on one specific thing that you really love and just really getting good at that.
1: Yeah, and just like to kind of add to that, I feel like to be even to give a more specific example of that would be if you are a photographer like Julia and myself, Figuring out a niche within the um, market of just photography in general is going to be really key. I know we've talked about this before, but if you uh, want to do weddings, then like just pick weddings to mm-hmm. kind of be your target market and let everything that you do be a reflection of that so that you become an expert in that and you're able to continue and further your brand as an expert of that field. So rather than being, and again, I've said this again, I'm sure I've said this in the branding episode as well, but you don't want to be a Jack of all trades and a master of none. We are big believers in that. And we think that that is just a great, um, rule and tip to kind of live by when it comes to being really successful in your target market is to just kind of pick one general niche, whether it doesn't just have to be weddings, but it could be weddings and elopements, weddings and couples, um, but rather than us doing all the things like food photography, newborn photography, real estate photography, yep. portraits, studio, like rather it being all these other things, just kind of honing in on one and really being a master of that will um, help you kind of translate over in like with your brand and it will translate to your future potential clients what you really are an expert and a master of and in. So yeah. Um, So it also makes you really like a lot more searchable and just have like a clearer vision for your brand when you really get specific. So we're big believers and we teach this to our own like mentees and everything that you really need to get specific and really hone in on just kind of one target market so that you can just overall be more searchable and we believe more successful.
0: Yes. And just as photographers, I know Tony and I, we both tried pretty much every type of photography, right? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And we both just kind of figured out we love shooting with couples. We love working with couples. And that is just like what we're so passionate about. And Mm -hmm. so um, I think that's so important to figure out what you love the best as well. Definitely. And there's something to be said for a short season of maybe
1: a a period of time in your life where you do kind of have to go through that phase of kind of trying everything to see what you do like. But that's why we say like your brand is you, because like what we really thrive in is working with couples and being a part of couples wedding days and special Mm -hmm. moments like that. So that's where we thrive. So that's a a great reflection of us. And that really translates over into our branding. So um, obviously there's more to branding as well as, as far as like your website goes and like the aesthetic of things and um, fonts and colors, but all of that is not the most important part of your brand. The most important part of your brand is absolutely you. So hopefully that kind of brings some clarification on what we mean by that. Yeah, I love that. So moving on to um, another thing when Julie and I were just reflecting um, on just some things that we could write down for this episode, kind of going back to the basics, like what to focus on in your business if you're new and what we wish we did better of and just like what we've learned along the way um, would be utilizing social media and building a great website. This has definitely been a journey for both Julia That's and I. <laughs> We've both gone through big periods of times where mm-hmm. we would change our websites. And we went from doing the website work ourselves to then hiring a designer and redoing that a few times. And um, I think what's important to note here is that evolving as social media evolves and as like designers um, get better and better at programming, just really awesome websites that are very clear and really beautiful. As time evolves, as as technology evolves, we have to be a little bit flexible in this area. And it's okay to go through periods where you have to, um, maybe start over with your website and maybe start over with your social media, but that's okay. Again, going back to that first point of just starting is so, so important. So, I mean, beginning with free, with uh, social media, it's a free marketing tool, you guys. So definitely want to make sure that you are just being present on social media as much as you possibly can to help push your name and content out there into the world. That is the number one way
0: Julie and I both get clients, right? I mean, is it for you, social media? Yes, it is. And I notice even when I post on Instagram consistently or if I post, um, you know, multiple times a week, then I'm getting more consistent inquiries in my inbox that Mm. week. So it's interesting to look at that and see like even just based off of posting on Instagram on a Mm -hmm. regular basis that that really helps bring in clients just based Mm -hmm. off of one post. It's pretty crazy.
1: And I know that some photographers like prefer Pinterest over Instagram. Yes. That's totally fine. I think that what's the hard, the tricky part and the overwhelming part is if you're trying to master every single social media platform, Mm -hmm. that can be a little overwhelming at first, um, especially if you just have a really busy schedule in general. So I think that picking one, maybe two social media platforms that you really want to focus on is going to be extremely helpful for you rather than trying to juggle Facebook, Instagram, um, like pinterest tiktok all the things um but just pick ones that you actually really enjoy that you feel like you can really thrive in and focus on that i mean i do know some photographers that literally just get all their inquiries from pinterest and they've just chosen pinterest as their preferred social media platform and that's great for julia and i we definitely prefer instagram but we Mm -hmm. do we are on pinterest but my main focus is on instagram personally and i think julia it's the same for you. Are you – you are on TikTok too right now, right? <laughs> yes, I am on TikTok. Um, I actually <laughs> – it's funny because I don't really feel like I'm on TikTok because I know, really what it is is like Elena, which is our um, – VA for both equipped creatives and our Uh individual photography businesses. She actually um, makes most of my reels and TikToks. I just send her the content. She kind of edits it because for me, it's very time consuming. I think for some people it's probably really fun, but for me, it's, it seems more like a headache, (laughs) but I know that it it's important. So I've just found a way to make it work for me. Mm -hmm. So basically she'll just post every, all of my reels to TikTok. So it's, on both platforms right so I feel like even though yes I'm on TikTok I feel like (laughs) I can't even take credit for it because it's really Elena posting yes um, that content just straight from Instagram so it's on both platforms but I do get way better feedback personally and like more engagement on Instagram even if it's the same exact video that I posted Mm -hmm. on TikTok and I do think it's probably because at least if I had to guess it would be because I've grown a following and I've grown my Instagram account to a point where I just get more engagement and I haven't really focused on growing my TikTok that much, but it could definitely be a good goal (laughs) for me to get a little bit better at TikTok,
0: but- and as far as like branding goes too, I feel like people love to see your face and see you in the reels and see you on TikTok and stuff like that. Definitely. So when you do um, you know, get people that are, are following you and stuff like that, it's it's fun to actually be able to shut your face and, and do yeah. those things. But I feel that network. I'm so bad at TikTok and <laughs> I'm so bad <laughs> at making reels too and it's just hard to, you know, it's hard to get on there and do that. It is, it is. So hear us
1: when we say, if you feel like it's something that's a struggle for you and a challenge for you too, we're right there with you. Yes, but <laughs> we're finding ways to make it work so that we can, um, just stay uh, consistent and up to date with everything. And I do feel like Instagram is becoming more of a video sharing platform. So we just have to pivot as photographers to, to try to translate our images over into video somehow. So, yes. um, so yeah, so we, I mean, we're definitely not a master of that either. And so we're kind of learning as we go as well. And I don't know if anybody quite knows exactly how to figure out the <laughs> algorithm with reels mm-hmm. and making things go viral and yeah, whatever. But I think the most important thing is that you just keep trying, just keep trying to to put things out there. Um, as best you can. So um, don't be discouraged if uh, you feel like you hate making TikToks or you hate making reels and you feel like you're not good at it. Just keep trying to to find what you feel like you are good
0: at and what is working for you in your business and stick with that. That would be the best yeah. advice that I could give. Because I feel like people can see if, if you're passionate about something and if you're doing something that you're not passionate about too. <laughs> so exactly. if you're like making reels and stuff that you, you're just not yeah. like, it's not fun and stuff like that, then I think exactly can see through that. And on that note too, don't be discouraged if your website in the beginning isn't exactly how you want it to look. I know for me, I redid my website. I've redone it multiple times and it's finally now at a place that I I love it, but, Same. <laughs> and I'm always trying to change it too. Like I want to change it again at some point, <laughs> um, Yeah, which yeah, that just goes to show. I feel like you're always, we're always changing with our, and growing with our business. Yeah but you could always elevate it later and like
1: hire somebody to do it later, but if you don't have the
0: um, resources to do that right now, that's okay, just again, just start somewhere. Yes, yes. Another thing that we are big believers in is investing in education. That is so helpful and we even still do this to this day, Um, but what I mean by that is investing in workshops and learning from other people and content days and um, mentor sessions any kind of education that you can find that will help further your business is so valuable and we absolutely highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, so no matter what your craft is, no matter what your job is, I think that it's so important to just continue to push yourself and investing in education is definitely equivalent to investing in yourself. Um, So we are definitely big believers in that. It's a big back to the basics thing. And like Julie said, we still invest in our like own business with education and everything as well. Um, another thing to invest in, especially in the beginning, is um, just the right tools that you're going to need to run your business. And what I mean by that is equipment. And again, if you're just starting out and you don't have a ton of resources to get the best of the best, you don't need the best of the best. Newsflash, you can do things <laughs> on a budget and save up for better tools, better equipment as you go. But again, we need to just start somewhere. So having the right tools, something that is going to be helpful make your life easier whether it's for photographers it's your actual mm-hmm. photo equipment or it's investing in good hard drives or a good computer mm-hmm. or a good lighting setup or a good accountant whatever it may be you want to set yourself up for success and the way to do that is to make sure that you're evaluating what tools you need to prioritize when it comes to your business budget so investing in education and and in tools is going to really go such a long long way because in the end that is truly investing in yourself. Another thing that we wanted to talk to you guys about today was the importance of forming an LLC. So what LLC stands for is limited liability company and it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It limits the liability that your you and your company have. So Basically, it just makes us feel very safe in our business because it separates us from our business, if that makes sense. So honestly, a lawyer or an accountant or some other kind of professional in that realm is going to do a much better job at explaining this to you if you have any questions about it, but I did just briefly want to talk about the benefits of it and what it is and just mention it to you guys, because I do think that it is something that could be a good fit for your business. If this is, if you're listening and you are a small business owner. Um, so I know Julie and I both hired an, a lawyer and an accountant, and they were both involved in the formation of the LLC process for both our photography businesses, as well as equipped creatives. We are equipped creatives, LLC, Um, So it's definitely something that is created and designed to kind of protect you as the individual if you are the owner of a business. So um, with that being said, my recommendation would be to just go seek professional advice to see if that might be a good fit for you. Um, But I definitely know it was a good move for Julie and I for both our individual
0: businesses as well as Equipped Creatives. And on that note, we highly recommend separating personal and business. And by that we mean, well, the first thing that we recommend is separating your finances and having two separate bank accounts. So keeping all of your personal expenses and everything in one bank account and then having all of your business expenses and um, having, yeah, having a separate business bank account is very important. And
1: this really helps, especially when you're doing taxes. It just makes your life yes. a whole lot easier when everything is separated. And it's also good for you to just kind of have a better understanding of where your business really is in terms of income and um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, with personal, everything is like your fun money, your vacation money, your clothes, food, groceries, all that kind of stuff. That should be in a totally separate business account. Again, the business account is just strictly for all things business. Um, So hopefully that's something that we can encourage you guys to consider doing. We do recommend this um, if you haven't already. So definitely also talk to an accountant about this if you have one. Talk to an accountant and see Um, if they have any other recommendations as well to help you when it comes tax season in terms of separating things.
0: Yes. And don't feel discouraged if you can't do this and all the things that we've been talking about today, if you can't do all this in the very beginning, because I know for us, it. It took us a while to get there and to figure things out and to learn as we went and to talk to professionals and figure out what works for us and what doesn't. And so we definitely recommend taking the time to figure out what works best for you to talk to professionals Mm -hmm. and to um, just, yeah, not be discouraged in yourself. Exactly. And not feel discouraged if you can't get it all done in the beginning or in a short time span, because these things take time. And if this is something that you're working towards, it will happen. And along those lines, we also would recommend separating your business and personal calendar. So for example, like I put all of my um, my personal to-dos on a separate calendar and then all of my shoots and business to-dos and meetings and everything like that on my business calendar. So I'm always going back and forth and looking at those two calendars. Again, find out what works best for you. But I know that's worked for me and, and Tony, I know you do something similar too. And um, I just find that really helpful. It helps create boundaries in your personal life and business. So everything's not combined and you don't feel overwhelmed. Um, I just, yeah, Mm -hmm. that has been such a huge help. I have to say, over this last year, I started putting all of my personal
1: stuff into my professional calendar because I felt like I I was looking. I was looking at my professional <laughs> calendar like way more than I was my personal. I was on mm-hmm. it every single day. So I actually have been putting my personal stuff, and this is just kind of another approach, but it's yep. still helping me set set boundaries, and I'll explain why. But I do put personal things into my professional calendar just so I don't like overbook myself. Yes. But I, I have it in a different color. So like I color nice. code things yep. in my calendar, me and too. I know like a certain color is personal, a certain color is business, most of my – stuff in the business calendar is business related things, but, um, just so I don't overbook myself. So you can put everything kind of in one calendar, just make sure that it's organized in a way that you're able to still kind of separate things in your mind, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and, and I just wanted to talk a little bit more about like the boundaries that you had mentioned, Julia. So I think separating personal and business just in general will help you create just a healthy work life balance and give you better boundaries, whether it be with your money, whether it be with your time in your calendar. Um, I just think that if you try to treat the the business that you're running as an actual business, like think of a storefront business, it can't just be open 24 7. There's always, uh, you know, like, Times that people can come in. Like I think of like Target even, you know, they're open like a good amount of hours. I'm just using this as one example, but they're not open like all hours of the night. They're not answering like the door when somebody's at the door at like midnight or one, unless you have a super target or something that is open 24 seven. But maybe that's a bad example, but you know what I mean? If there's like a storefront that has a certain amount of store hours, that's when they're open. That's when they're closed. And then that's it. So I highly recommend you do the same when it comes to your business, just setting those healthy boundaries where you could easily be doing emails or doing something for your business all hours of the day and night. But if you don't set those boundaries within your calendar, within your business calendar, then it's easy to fall into unhealthy boundaries with work-life balance, which we also had a completely other episode just talking about work-life balance. Um, so go check that out if that's something you want to like listen to us talk a little bit more about. But um, I just wanted to kind of mention that as well here since I do think that it has a lot to do with separating personal and businesses to just have those boundaries
0: within your calendar and just keeping things as separate as possible. And we have one more point that we wanna mention today, but that is focusing on giving your clients a great experience. And we just highly recommend finding different ways to create the best experience possible for your future clients and just working on creating an amazing customer service experience. And I always say, think about if you hired somebody, how you would want to walk away from that experience and kind of apply that to your own business. All right, guys, we know that this was a very heavy episode. It was jam-packed but we hope that you enjoyed it and that you can um, take away some inspiration to use in your own business, whether you already have one or you're just starting out. But we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you want more amazing education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com. You can also find all of our show notes there on, um, on the blog. And be sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a review if you like this episode. It helps our podcast so much. And We would love for you to follow us along on Instagram at Equipped Creatives. Thanks for listening to the Equipped Creatives podcast. For more education, go to www.equippedcreatives.com.